Hello, boxing fans around the world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And let's start it off with uh, news out of the women's uh, boxing divisions. Here we go. The WBO has ordered undisputed featherweight champ Amanda Serrano to have a mandatory title defense against Danila Ramos. The organization announced it Monday, uh, potentially lining up the next fight uh, for ESPN's number three pound-for-pound fighter. Both Serrano and Ramos last fought earlier this month. Serrano, 45-2-1, by the way, 30 knockouts, beat Heather Hardy by unanimous decision in Dallas. And Ramos, 12-2, one knockout, defeated Brenda Calabajal by split decision in Buenos Aires. If this fight gets made, it will be the sixth defense of the WBO title for Serrano. Uh, Ramos, who's 38 years of age, has been in three interim title fights in her career, losing a unanimous decision to Ellen McCullough for the WBC interim junior lightweight title back in 2019, a split decision loss to Katharina Tenders for the same belt later in 2019, and then uh, defeating uh, Carabajal for the interim WBO featherweight title earlier this month. It's not clear uh, why there's an interim title in the division since Serrano has been active since beating Hardy for the WBO title in 2019. Uh, the WBO is giving the two sides 10 days to negotiate and come to a fight agreement before it gets sent per spit. Also, let's take a quick look at uh, Brian, what, what Brian Weber is saying about Jared Anderson, BoxingNews24.com. Jared Anderson says he'd like his next fight to be against top 10 ranked heavyweight contender Frank Sanchez. After taking care of uh, Andre Rudenko for a fifth-round knockout last Saturday night at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino down in Tulsa, but it's unknown if Anderson's promoters at top rank would agree to let him fight six foot four Cuban Sanchez, twenty-two and zero by the way, because he's quite a step up from the journeyman Rudenko and the thirty-seven-year-old Charles Martin we fought previously. Top rank boss Bob Arum. Had a gleam in his eyes last Saturday night when speaking about turning the 23-year-old Anderson, 16-0, 15 knockouts, into the next big U.S. heavyweight star. The problem is Jared doesn't seem to realize that he's being protected from the talented opposition that would wreck his career if Aram exposed him to the shark-infested heavyweight division with fighters that haven't been protected and don't need to because they have real talent. Aram is clearly thinking about the kind of superstar Jared can become with his help and the megaphone that ESPN gives him to reach millions of viewers. It doesn't matter if Anderson is a fake manufactured fighter created to make him look like a Frankenstein monster to the unknowing casual boxing fans. I guess that would include us here at Talk and Fight. He can be sold to the consumers with the right matchmaking and marketing. You could tell from looking at Aram and listening to what he's saying that he will protect Anderson like a guard dog protecting a hen house from the wolves that would want to raid it. Anderson looks like a good heavyweight, but he's not a young Mike Tyson type that you could throw in with anyone and expect him to win. Indeed, Anderson is the type of fighter who needs to be carefully matched, not just now, but his entire career, because he'll always be vulnerable. The flaws that we saw from Anderson against Martin and Jerry Forrest are here to stay permanently, hence Aram We'll need to keep Jared far, far away from these killers in the division, listing them. Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Bakadir Jaladov, 
and Alexander Yusek, our son of Beck Mahmoudov, Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz Jr., and the aforementioned Frank Sanchez, not to mention Martin Bacoli, Jilai Zhang, and Joe Joyce. Now, speaking of Jared Anson, another story occurs to our friends over at Box News at 24-7. Let's have a look here. Um, Boxing247.com uh, writes, Jared Boots Ennis ready for Terrence Crawford, says Jared Anderson. I guess all of a sudden he's become a spokesperson. Heavyweight Jared Anderson believes Jared Boots Ennis is ready to challenge undisputed welterweight champ Terrence Bud Crawford for his titles. While many boxing fans believe the recently turned 26-year-old Boots isn't ready for the 36-year-old Crawford, he deserves the chance to compete with him. Crawford's last fight against a ring-rusty and weight-drained Errol Spence Jr. made him look better, perhaps, than he really is because Errol trimmed down from 190 to 147 during training camp and hasn't fought in a year and a half. It wouldn't be nearly as easy for Crawford to try and dominate Boots Ennis because he's not likely to enter training camp fat and out of shape, and he won't be coming off an 18-month layoff. Unfortunately for Ennis, 31-0, by the way, 28 knockouts, Crawford isn't interested in fighting him and only wants big money fights before he heads out the door into retirement. The IBF could at least force Crawford to vacate his title by ordering him to fight Boots Ennis. Since Crawford has no intentions of taking the fight with Boots, he'll either vacate or be stripped. Crawford, by the way, is 40-0, 31 knockouts, got a big payday in his last fight, stopping, as I said, a drained-looking Errol Spence Jr. in the ninth round in July. Now he wants the winner of Canelo Alvarez versus Jermel Charlo and says he'll be ready to move up three weight divisions to challenge for the 168-pound undisputed championship. We'll have to wait and see on that. Now, across the pond we go to uh, Liam Beefy Smith and the middleweights. So a quick look here. Middleweight Liam Beefy Smith, 33-3-1, 20 knockouts, is a favorite to defeat Chris, Chris Eubank Jr., 32-3, 23 knockouts, in this week's biggest fight. Smith and Eubank return to the ring at the AO Arena in Manchester eight months on from their electrifying January encounter, which ended with a Smith knockout victory after a frenetic four-round firefight. And this was all discussed on uh, Neil the Deal Show, Boxing 101. Just go to talkandfight.com, have a quick look, and uh, you'll see it there. The undercard to their fight, by the way, includes uh, some decent fighters as well, including WBA number one, sorry, number 11, super lightweight Adam Azim, 8-0, eight, no, eight, uh, six knockouts, against Aram uh, Fanyan, 23-1, six knockouts. A big, a, big, ooh, a big domestic heavyweight clash between Fraser Clark, I mentioned it before, 7-0, five knockouts, uh, and Dave Allen. Might have had his match, 25-5-2, 18 knockouts, a welterweight encounter between the Albanian king, Florian Marku. Lots of uh, Albanian fans are talking fight out there. 12-0-1, seven knockouts, and Dylan Moran, 18-1, plus British super middleweight champ Mark Heffron. 29-2-1, 23 knockouts, defending his belt against gritty challenger Little Lever Meat Cleaver, um, Jack Cullen, 21-4-1, nine knockouts, as well as we'll see uh, Michaela Mayer, 18-1, and Olympic gold medalist Lauren Price, 4-0. Speaking of Michaela Mayer, she was asked recently about Alicia Baumgartner, 
And she said, you know, it's obviously very disappointing, especially being another female in that weight class. Uh, but I knew I had a fight coming up, and I knew I'd be would be sitting here being asked this very question. I figured I'd wait to address it and see how things played out in the meantime. As we all know, I mentioned it before, she's set to fight um, uh, very, very soon. I can't see the date on it. But anyway, she continues, you always wonder how long has she been doing that? with respect to the drugs, with respect to uh, Baumgartner. Was this the first time or was this the first time she got caught? A lot of questions now and I feel sorry for her because her career, her legacy, this is her legacy now. She's got to figure it out on her own. That's her problem. I'm not in her weight class anymore. I'm not thinking about Alicia Baumgartner anymore. She's got to worry about clearing her name. Ah, here it is. Mayor, who is set to return against Sylvia Barto on the undercard of the Liam Smith-Chris Eubank Jr. rematch, which I just mentioned in Manchester continued. I think I've pretty, I'm pretty, I've been pretty naive to the fact that so many people are doing this. To me, it's not something I would ever think of doing. So I just sort of assumed other people weren't doing it either. But I didn't realize how common it was. It's just showing up over and over and over again in the last year alone. I think everybody's realizing this. Like, damn, it's a much bigger problem than we all expected. I just hope they crack down and start instilling a lot more fear in athletes. It needs to be more than just a slap on the wrist. It needs to be like serious repercussions so people are afraid and they're very, very careful about what they put into their bodies. Couldn't agree more. Now, speaking of uh, Conor Ben, Eddie Hearn had uh, this to say about the uh, fight between Yusik and Dubois. Um, that shot. Not low blow, as they said. And its legitimacy has never as consumed uh, the debate post-fight with promoter Frank Warren set to lobby for a rematch and uh, trainer Don Charles branding Usyk, Usyk as a cheat. So Eddie Hearn, who has promoted Usyk five times now, most recently his two wins over anti-Joshua, has no doubt in his mind that the shot from Dubois was low. Eddie Hearn says... The entire fist was below the navel. The bottom knuckles miles below. It hit his protector. Low blow. Since the fallout, Usyk has been accused by some of acting similarly in the second AJ fight by pretending shots are lower than they actually really are. Whilst the, Britain, uh, the Brits uh, team ready their appeal, Usyk's side will not budge on their view that the shot was an illegal blow. In fact, they believe Dubois was landing as such throughout the fight and had tactics to bend these rules. The WBA has not commented on the decision by referee Louis Babon or Warren's intention to lobby for the rematch. As things stand, Usyk is the unified champion with a record of 21 wins and is likely to stay that way. Next up uh, is Hearn uh, co-promoted Philip Hergovic, who is the IBF's mandatory challenger and he'll be facing Yusik unless a deal can be made for the Ukrainian to instead pursue an undisputed fight against Tyson Fury. So, uh, in another uh, story that carries on, uh, promoter Eddie Hearn has indicated he expects the IBF to issue an order uh, for heavyweight champ Alexander Yusik to defend his titles against mandatory challenger Philip Pergovic. Now, in, in another story, uh, U6 manager said Hergovic is really hard to deal with, so we'll see how that works out. Uh, 
Anyway, this potential matchup has sparked speculation about Usyk's next move in the division. Hearn's uh, comments came in the wake of Usyk's recent successful title defense against WBA mandatory challenger Daniel Dubois in Poland, where Usyk secured a ninth-round knockout victory. Controversy arose, yada, yada. We've talked about it. Eddie Hearn, who co-promotes Rogovic, he's 16-0, 13 knockouts, by the way, insists that his fighter won't be stepping aside to allow Usyk to pursue any other opponent. The 2016 Olympic bronze medalist, Rogovic, has been eyeing a title shot, and according to Hearn, his opportunity is imminent. The potential showdown between Usyk, 21-0, 14 knockouts, and Hergovic has generated intrigue, particularly in light of Usyk's aspirations to face WBC champ Tyson Fury for the undisputed championship in Saudi Arabia next January. Hearn, also promotes, uh, Hergovic, uh, Hearn who also promotes Hergovic, is naturally invested in positioning his fighter for a high-stakes battle with Fury. That goes without saying. So let's talk about that um, because... In October, specifically October 28th, over in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, uh, WBC heavyweight champ Tyson Fury will face former UFC champ Francis Nagano. And why is this news? Because Mike Tyson will train Francis Nagano uh, to fight uh, Fury, uh, which adds further gimmicky uh, to an event that promoters wish to keep away from an exhibition. Um, yes, the, the headline screams, adding Mike Tyson extends gimmicky feeling to Fury versus Nagano. This is our friends over at worldboxingnews.net, and their story continues. Uh, holding the fight over three, over 10 three-minute rounds with judges and a scoring system, Fury versus Nagano was hoped to be a serious fight between two champions. However, adding... Mike Tyson into the mix has increased the gimmicky feeling surrounding the charade. Fury deciding not to face anyone in the top 15 rankings or defend his title was certainly the first. Regarding allowing Fury to face Nagano, the WBC has stated, Mauricio Suleiman said that Tyson Fury received special permission from the WBC to face Francis Nagano. There is no official challenger. He mentioned that Fury tried to close fights against Ruiz, Joshua, and Yusik, but no agreement was reached. The fight will be a boxing match sanctioned under the traditional rules of the sport. This includes three ringside judges scoring under the 10-point system. Fury having no challenger is not his fault, of course not, but the WBC could have, could have named an alternate route once it was clear that Deontay Wilder and rival Andy Ruiz Jr. had no intentions of fighting each other. Now, fans are left with an attraction that is being built up as a puncher against a boxer. Nagano has been named as the hardest hitter by world rankers, by world record rankers, sorry, world record makers. However, it's doubtful Wilder will be tested alongside Nagano. Uh, but whatever uh, makes the fight more viable will be sold as such. So off we go to see what happens in that world. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. Appreciate it very much. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you later on at 4 p.m. for my course show, Knuckle Up.